0: What's up everyone? Welcome to the 249th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. My name is SBJ,
1: and with me today, I have Will. Well, I'm I'm tired and, and it's been a long weekend, and I'm happy to be here. Happy to, to be around today.
0: Almost to 250, Will. Are we really? We are. I thought we were We've past been here it. for like a hundred of these episodes. Oof, more than that? More than definitely more than that. Who's our who's our two fifty Pokemon? In in like the Pokedex or yeah. just for next week? Would it not be Celebi or a Celebi
2: 251? That's what I was
1: thinking. Is it is it Celebi? Because we can skip that episode.
2: <laughs> you don't know, like oh man. It would either be Celebi or or like what other Gen two legend? It would either be like Celebi or Suicune or something, but I think Celebi is two fifty one, so who knows? Hmm. That's delightful voice you heard is travis it's interesting that we have the the whole a team back together it's like the reunion tour
1: <laughs> it's only been, it's been so two long. weeks.
0: it weeks. feels a lot
2: longer than that
0: <laughs> yeah we're all back together the do we oh no, no i was gonna say we had micah and will that two weeks ago and then last week we just had travis and myself
1: well technically Correct. we had micah will and boat race
0: and boat race, yeah. <laughs> Let's never, never forget the boat race. Yeah, uh, we gotta get Logan back on. I was, I was talking with him the past week, and he was supposed to be on with, uh, with Travis and I, but D and D took priority. He was, he was too far away to record. But here we are, anyways. Got an exciting show for you guys today. We got a little bit of Pokemon news. Uh, we're still in our news drought, of course, but we will make the best of it. I have an interview that I'm going to be inserting in. I interviewed Super Duper Danny of YouTube Fame, the YouTube's finest. I contacted YouTube and I said, "Hey, give me your best YouTube star." And they gave, they said Super Duper Danny this way.
1: Is that the the woman who does TCG stuff? She does. Yeah, she does some TCG I stuff. I think I saw her on Major League Pack Battles. I am a fan. I am excited for this interview. <laughs> yeah, she's really great.
0: Uh it's actually one of our shorter interviews—it's about thirty-five, forty minutes—and some of them go an hour or so. Uh, and mostly Pokemon, actually. But yeah, she's awesome. So that interview will be inserted in. My goal for 2017 is to do one interview a month, so that gives you 12 unique people a year, and that way it doesn't doesn't turn like this show doesn't turn into 60 minutes where like every episode I'm sitting down with somebody because that can. While that can be great, that can also be a turnoff for people. So I do really want to find people worthy. I don't want to say that. I don't want to be like... <clears throat> I don't want to be like everyone I don't interview is not... I want. To, I just want to find... <laughs> I'm digging myself into a deeper hole right now. Uh, sorry, no. I think you're a little below this show. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. You're not good enough. No. I'm just, I want to find really compelling interview people to interview just... So that not only are you getting another side of Pokemon, you're getting more personality. Because I've said this before, our show really kind of strives on the personality. Uh, case in point, me digging myself into this hole and trying to get out of it. Uh, after that, we have, well, I'll probably do a couple emails and then we'll do our Pokemon of the week. So that's our, that's our show for you guys. But what's new? Dream Team is back together. What's, uh, what's good with you guys?
1: Well, I've had two long weekends in a row because of MLK weekend, and then we had Inauguration off because, you know, they basically closed down half the city, and boy, oh boy, have I been playing a lot of Monster Hunter and Pokemon. <laughs> See, it's strange when you can't leave the house, the things you find to do. And, and making well, doilies. talk about
2: Monster Hunter, because you're not allowed to talk about Pokemon oh, yet.
1: and making doilies. I don't <laughs> know if you saw my Instagram. I got some real nice doilies coming out these days.
0: I do not have Instagram. Well, let me put you on the spot. You weren't, you weren't here last week. But speaking, you brought up Monster Hunter. What, what are your thoughts on the Nintendo Switch, well, the soon to be, hopefully soon to be Monster Hunter platform?
1: I, I know. I just have they haven't announced anything. <laughs> you know, it's breaking my heart. It's the one thing I wanted was Monster Hunter on the Switch. Uh, I mean, I, I, I still like. The concept of the Switch and the actually the Joy Cons, that's what they're called, right? Uh, yep. Are a bit more functional. They have a, a, a lot more going on than I originally expected from them. But the game lineup for the first year that they've announced so far has very little draw for me. So uh, I don't know. Hopefully, some surprise. Game will come out and like Katamari damasi on the Switch or something like oh hey we just decided to throw this in and that will get me super pumped for it but otherwise like I I, there's no I'm not doing no Skyrim Mm -mm -mm, nope not (laughs) interested that's not my kind of game
0: well I can't I can't imagine they they announced everything for the year because E3 is coming up five months six months well like three or four months after the Switch. Right. So, I would assume they have, like, Smash Brothers Deluxe Edition going to be announced, and probably whatever other games use Amiibos, so they can continue moving those things off the shelves. Do people still buy those, like, hotcakes?
1: Um, maybe not, like, hotcakes, but they still buy them. Definitely. You know, I was actually thinking, because I'm playing Monster Hunter 3, which I'm, like, the last person on Earth to play that game, but hey, it was on sale over the holidays, so... Um, and I, it kind of came to mind that the Wii U was somewhat of a trial for the Switch, because a lot of the games for the Wii U, you could play just on the gamepad and not with the television going. So conceptually, that's very similar to what the Switch is doing, where, you know, you either play the game in your hand or you play the game on the TV. And it just does away with the second screen concept there.
0: Yeah, there were a couple games on Wii U that you couldn't play on the gamepad. I think Pikmin 3 was one of them. Yeah, but nobody With wanted to play had... that game.
1: What? <laughs> oh, so that's... good. I mean, isn't Pikmin, like, just the poor man's Lemmings? No, no. not at all. No, no, no.
2: Because no. no. Lemmings is a puzzle game, and Pikmin is an RTS.
1: What? With
0: puzzle elements, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're, contr- you're controlling a little army.
1: I thought you just kinda told them where to go and they went there. And they each had specializations and did the No,
2: you're you're thinking of lemmings.
1: Well no <laughs> I know, but there's like the red well, Pikmin I mean, you... and the I mean all I know is from <laughs> right, the they... street pass puzzles pieces where you collected the pieces and all of a sudden there were like three different Pikmin on mites. They do
2: have they do have different abilities, but you and then like Steve said, there are some puzzles in the game that require you like the water ones can go in water the blue ones can go in water rather the red ones i think are immune to fire the purple ones are really big and bulky the yellow the yellow ones, ones are immune fly to higher yeah and they, they can also fly and they higher. Arc higher um there's also rock ones in
3: pikmin 3 Two? i think
2: or yeah i thought and pikmin then, 3 had the fairies i think you're right and then there were also white ones which were poisonous and yeah, basically it's an RTS. Not I mean, not in the sense of a lot of micromanagement, so it's sort of an RTS without micro. So you just walk around with your army and you have to toss the Pikmin onto the enemies to defeat them.
1: Who who are you fighting, I guess? I thought you were trying to fix your spaceship.
2: You Borg, are, Borgs? Borg, yeah, I don't I don't know what they're called. Octoroks? It kinda takes place in it takes place in it it alludes to it being like Earth, and you're you're like an astronaut, but you're re- you're from a race of people who are really really small. So you're defeating like bugs and yeah, mostly bugs and gathering like artifacts. There's like and, a giant ostrich yeah. thing that comes up, and you're gathering artifacts that are just like human detritus.
1: Still not interested.
2: Oh, well. it's very very it- good. You can pick
0: up, like, a Duracell battery.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got that going for it. <laughs> I am just Product I, placement 101. I, I am so disturbingly obsessed with Monster Hunter nowadays. I don't know how this happened. To me. I mean, it's Monster Hunter Generations that did it to me, but it's like I I want to get every version of Monster Hunter I can get my hands on and play it, and I want to play them all simultaneously, and it's...
0: Oh, don't, don't, you're, you're, the, the farther back of Monster Hunter you go, the, the more you're gonna regret it.
1: I don't know, Monster Hunter Freedom Unite is available on the PS Vita for $20. Uh,
0: like, the very first Monster Hunter, like, the attacks were tied to the sticks, so in order to, to attack, you would have to, like, press up or left on, on one of the, the joysticks. Oh, that,
1: that's, that's a no-go. Maybe I'll, and they I'll were, stick with uh, Monster Hunter 3 and yeah
0: and they didn't they didn't change that till monster hunter 2 and then monster hunter 2 i forgot what the big like monster hunter 3 is why so many people like monster hunter because they pretty much fixed everything for monster hunter 1 and 2 i'm not sure what i think freedom unite was after 2 but before 3 anyways i'm just saying though you're getting pretty drastically different D- games the farther territory. back you go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I just I love Monster Hunter 3 so much because I can play in 3D on my 3DS and then I can switch it to my TV and play on my TV when I want to do that and it's the, it's a, the big monsters.
0: It's it's a great concept definitely. Oh well. Tra- travis anything good going on in uh michigan how's how's the i, I like how's... how you didn't say
1: is anything good going on in washington dc oh there's all <laughs> kinds of stuff going on over here brother
0: <laughs> there's a lot of good and bad happening in dc but uh travis how is your how is deportation happening with uh canada that's <laughs> that's, not... <laughs> that's no that's
2: should, i shouldn't have laughed at that that's not what it's called uh I am still waiting on having my educational credentials evaluated so that I can submit them to the Immigration Office of Canada so they can decide whether or not the bachelor's degree I received counts or not. So I'm waiting on those results, and then I'll be able to move forward with things. But in the meantime, I'm just working part-time, living in my parents' house again, which is very strange after six years of not doing that. Saving money on that rent, though. Correct. (laughs) i might even you know working part-time i haven't worked out all of the math yet but i think i might end up making being able to save more money by working part-time with a lower wage than when i was working full-time because i don't have to pay rent (laughs) anyway this doesn't have anything to do with pokemon
1: so wait are you working part-time at culver's
2: no okay no I'm, i'm working at like an indie theater
1: of, of, of course. <laughs> why would I have thought anything different? Of course you are. Apples and Oranges you, right there really. Think... Why did you think Culver's? Cuz it's a place. It's the great
0: American eatery. <laughs> so
2: you you were just going to you're just going to you are just going to shoot out a
0: guess and hope you were right? Sure, exactly. Could could right. happen. Yeah, you know. It would have been uh <laughs> I got nothing. Uh <laughs> I've uh I've been actually extremely busy at at work. With, with the new year flipping over, so I haven't had much free time to do other, other stuff, but I got back to Final Fantasy XIV for a bit, so just uh, letting people know, if, if you want to jump into uh, an MMO, I'm still playing that with, with a couple friends, and there's a big Final Fantasy 14 expansion coming out this June, so good time to play. My time spent in that is usually helping other people once a week pimping a Final Fantasy XIV uh, other than that, let's jump into some Pokemon news. First bit of news here is the newest Pokemon Go uh, update brings distant tracking fixes, egg and egg fixes on the Apple Watch. A new update for Pokemon Go has been rolled out. This update fixes minor text uh, issues, as it always does, and there will also be a change to distant tracking, uh, so the account, so it, it, count, it accounts for your GPS drifting. And eggs obtained at Pokestops will be displayed on the Apple Watch.
1: I'm going to be getting an Apple Watch soon. Is it, is it possible to play Pokemon Go completely on the Apple Watch? No. Oh. <laughs>
0: uh, last time I tried the Apple Watch stuff, uh, it didn't work at all. You would start... So the Apple... I don't know if you were here when I was explaining it, Will. Uh, the Apple Watch stuff, when you play it, quote unquote play it on the Apple Watch, you have to start a workout, uh, which is for Pokemon Go... Pretty much just walking, uh, and every time I started "quote unquote" a workout, within like two or three minutes, the app just crashed and the workout ended without gathering any data because it didn't end the workout properly. And uh, yeah, so I don't know if it'll fix that. I'll t- I'll try it. T- uh, I'll try it this week and report back. But did I ever tell? Did I ever discuss that I went to a Starbucks and got the Pokemon Go smoothie? Was that yeah, a story? Yeah, I think I we told? talked about, or maybe you just oh. tweeted about it. I did tweet about it. No. It's it's a short Yeah, you, you said a,
1: you you described it when they announced it, but you didn't describe your experience of buying one.
0: It's a it's a short story. When this rolled out, it was about negative ten degrees in Wisconsin the entire time the smoothie existed. And I don't know if it still exists, but there's a Starbucks on my way home next to the Target that I normally shop at. For reporting purposes, I thought maybe I should See what this Pokemon Go, Go smoothie is all about So I went over to the Starbucks I walked in and I said Hey can I get one of those Pokemon Go smoothie things And she was like "Ugh, We're not even a Pokestop Everyone keeps asking for those When it is very clear that this Starbucks is a Pokestop And when you spin it it says Hey try out this new Pokemon Go smoothie <laughs> But I didn't say that I just said, okay, never mind then. I don't want to cause you any hassle. And she goes, no, we can make it. And then she yells over to another associate. I don't know his name. I'll say his name was Dave. She goes, hey, Dave, you know how to make this Pokemon smoothie? And he goes, yeah, I can make it. And she goes, okay. And so I'm watching the register. I also ordered a chai tea latte. So I see the chai tea come up. And then the second drink that comes up, it says Pokemon Go smoothie. She had a button for it. On a register! And so she rang it up.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, hooray.
0: <laughs> it, that's, it's
2: clear that, that your experience is, is definitely the most outrageous thing that's happening in our entire nation right
0: now. <laughs> You're right. Uh, so she rang it up. The guy looked. They both looked at the screen, and they read the instructions to each other off the screen. And then he made it. And it was okay. It was like it was like raspberry, blueberry, or whatever. But I just don't under—I don't understand the mindset. What, they were clearly a PokeStop. She cl- she had a button for it on the register. It provided her with instructions on how to make it. She's probably just more into Digimon. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. This was my experience, though. Uh, it was fine, though. It was a, it was a, it was a Starbucks drink. I'll tell you that. Pretty much, mostly sugar, and uh, should be considered a dessert. Did it have did it have whip on top? It did. They whipped it. It's it was whipped.
1: It does make me think of one of my favorite Starbucks experiences where I was waiting for my drink and an angry woman was yelling that she had ordered the full whip and they had not given her her full whip. But yes, go on.
0: <laughs> I do have I did have experience an issue with Pokemon Go when I was Christmas shopping after Christmas as one does. I turned on my Pokewalker, Pokemon Go tracker thing. I don't know what it's nope, called. Pokemon Go Plus. Yep. I turned that on and I walked <laughs> through the mall. As you busted a heart,
2: gold and soul silver
0: for the Pokewalker. <laughs> and I walked through the mall as one does. Pokemon Go Plus also adds steps to your eggs, as well as you know catches Pokemon and checks into Pokestops and. There's, there's three Pokestops at this mall, w- one at each end of, I guess it's a three-way mall. Three, ex- three major exits, so there's a Pokestop at every one. And I started, I don't know what happened, and I'm actually a little bit upset about this. I had about 180-some Pokéballs, and I just actually noticed all of this this past week. And within the hour of being in the mall... It burned through 180 Pokeballs.
1: What? And I
0: only caught like four things. And I thought it was weird initially when I started the walk because it kept buzzing. It buzzed a lot. So every time it like buzzes, you hit the button and then it does like the boop, boop, boop. And that means like it got away or does like boop, 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 which means like it caught it. Those vibration Sounds are probably wrong, but it's, it's there's a fail and there's a capture vibration after the initial vibration. And so, like, I'm, I'm hitting my waist and you know, hitting the button. About I want to say like 20 minutes, everything just stopped. And I was like, okay, well, that's weird because most runs last like an hour or like maybe a half hour. I don't remember. I just noticed it was significantly shorter than what it should be. And then thinking back, I noticed it just vibrated a lot. And I didn't notice anything of it until like a week or two later, I opened Pokemon Go to catch whatever the first thing was to do my daily bonus. And the first ball it gave me was a great ball. And I was like, oh, maybe it's because the ring is yellow and it's not green. So they're assuming like, hey, you should use a great ball. And hey, like we just rolled out a new update like two days ago. And maybe this was one of the changes. And so I go into my bag and I have no Pokeballs. All 180 are gone. And I went through my journal and there's like no, there's like five Pokemon I caught within the last week. I just thought you really needed that specific Pidgey and it wasn't getting in the
2: Pokeball.
1: It was a really good Pidgey. (laughs) But my question is do you recall pressing the button 180 times? No, definitely not. Is it supposed to be one ball per button press?
0: Yes. From my understanding, if it doesn't catch it on the first ball, it just runs away. What if you only do 0.5 times A presses? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I, I really don't know what's wrong, but, but now I have no Pokeballs. I have like 100 and some Great Balls and like 70, 80 Ultra Balls. And Pokemon Go is not fun when you don't have Pokeballs. Let me tell you that. That's where they get the, that's where they get the money out of you. Anyways, I'll, uh, I'll do some more investigating with that. Next news article here is gaming revenue increased in 2016 according to trade body the ESA says US game industry raised 30, 30.4 billion dollars in 2016 you're probably wondering why I pulled this article the ESA yes. is the, <laughs> the ESA is the Entertainment Software Association and they released an annual report with total sales including game purchases subscriptions hardware per- peripherals uh, this was up from 2015, and they said uh, mobile revenues were up 6% in 2016. But the ESA cited various reasons for the growth, including the launch of VH... VH? V- the launch of VHS. Uh, <laughs> I the prefer Betamax. Of- tag. The launch of VR hardware. Major I already made mobile- a Betamax joke last week, Well, Yeah. Oh. We've already used up all of our... All of our Betamax allotment. VHS, VHS is going to come back strong, just like uh, vinyl records have. Um, major mobile hits like Pokemon Go, a record number of PC releases, core franchises' successes, Battlefield One and Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Oh yeah, because we're a Call of Duty podcast. That's why you brought <laughs> up this article. Yes, yes, we're a v- we're primarily VHS focused and Call of Duty focused. But yeah, uh, the ESA cited that the major mobile hits like Pokemon Go was the reason that video game sales were up, as well as v- VR and Call of Duty. It's a slow news week, guys. I'm taking what I can get. I feel you. Poke- people like their Pokemon Go. It doesn't surprise me. And then finally, our uh, Global Link update. There have been uh, the still the number one Pokemon in Pokemon Refresh being petted and adored is incineroar and the- wow more people
2: ugh <laughs> people picked li- that many people picked lit that's strange to me right because any online poll you see has rowlet being the most popular starter by a lot followed by lit followed by poplia which makes me wonder if rowlet is only the most popular starter among or adults, adults.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, because I'm thinking, like, Incineroar... I love Incineroar, don't get me wrong, but Incineroar fits the whole action figure slash Saturday morning cartoon look. If, if Pokemon have, like, a look, I feel like that's the look it fits.
1: Well, I'll tell you the real answer, if you want to know the real answer. Uh, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> okay, <laughs> then I won't tell you the real answer.
2: No, you're gonna say, because... Because Incineroar is like better
1: or whatever. No, you Litten, I would never say something like that. I like think possibly this will be the, popular. Some You say a lot of bad stupid things. Stupid frog that should be ghost <laughs> um, The reason is why it's popular in Pokemon Refresh. You're, you're just not putting that portion of the clue together because you can't touch his belt when somebody tells you something's hot and don't touch it what do you do you are like oh but i gotta try i gotta see what it's really like and then you reach out and you touch it They're like oh it's a hot and then my hand gets all poof. and then you're like oh but really was it really hot and then you try it again and it's like then you get your friends and you're like friends guess what look try to touch his belt oh it's all spicy and then you know there you go uh, there's your excitement
0: actually, you might you might not be too far off, because I <laughs> did the same thing. You're not
1: getting there no uh, marinas and, and uh, deciduous. I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> I, do, I do remember petting Incineroar's belt and it burning my hand, and then me going, oh, I need to try that again, and the same thing <laughs> happened, and then I said, Irene, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> and then when Micah came over, I was like, hey, Micah, you ever tried to pet Incineroar? And he was like, no, and I was like, go do it, and he was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> You get similar interactions with
2: some ice-type Pokemon where it freezes your hand. Oh, I think it does that on Crabominable, if memory serves. Oh, really? I think, yeah, I think
0: so. He's he's a cool Pokemon. I like Crabominable.
1: Can you pet the Ultra Beasts in um, Refresh? oh, (laughs) (laughs)
0: They're kind of creepy. Yeah, they're all pretty creepy. They're beautiful on the inside. You uh, keep you telling yourself you that. that. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the other GTS report here. Uh, Pokemon traded via the GTS 65,326,446 Pokemon traded over the GTS.
1: Well, hopefully that will be the next global challenge, and we might actually make it.
0: Wasn't, like, the first global challenge trading... Five million Pokemon or something?
1: No, it was a catching challenge. Oh right, and then the second one was the QR scanning stuff. challenge. So now let's have a, a trading through the GTS challenge for all those po- folks who are putting out their, their fossils out on the GTS and trying to snag some winners.
0: I nope, no GTS for me. I don't trust any of those Pokemon being traded. You got that right. Actually, have have people figured out how to hack Pokemon? from the demo dude they were no, no, I mean, I mean, like I yeah they were have like pokemon
1: the, once the demo came out
0: there's there's an iphone and an android app that you do whatever you do you make the pokemon in the app and then you can send it over wirelessly. and that worked with x and y and and i'm sure omega ruby alpha sapphire i don't know all the details because i don't do this but i'm saying is that working with Sun and Moon now?
1: I don't know if it's that app or some other method, but I know because people warned me because they know what how strict I am about not accepting trades and stuff. And they're like, there are already fake Pokemon out there, so just be you know, be very careful. It was like day two of the games being out. Nope, 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 no. Thank you. I don't want your unclean cloned Robo Pokemon on my game system, (laughs) friend.
0: Yeah. Keep them clean, keep it clean. Seventeen. That's a, so, yep. All right. Well, that's that's it for Pokemon news. Uh, a little bit of it's super effective news. We have a subreddit that is like two hundred people, two hundred redditors, redditors strong right now. So if you are down with uh, the Reddit r slash super effective, you can head over there and have some conversations. There's a sweet boat race video there's some other stuff being posted yeah it's reddit it's it's exactly what you expect if you're one of our patreon backers you get some sweet reddit flair to uh accompany your name but then if you're not a reddit backer uh there is flair i just added flair this past week Uh, flair is just like a little image you can add to your name but i i did the top 10 pokemon that travis will micah and logan wait who was the last one was it just four of us?
1: I don't remember just everyone. Four just just the four of us. The four just four of us. Just four
0: of us. We can
2: make it if we try. Now, just the now we're, we're going to get another
1: angry letter from Greg.
0: Of course.
2: That's, I mean, I, that's I, the only I, reason I'm on the show is to make Greg
0: <laughs> angry at me. I love it. I put uh, I put those ten Pokemon for Flair uh, that you can choose from as well. So uh, what we'll do is we'll take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll have the interview with Super Duper Danny. And uh, like I said, she's, she's a really great person, really great Pokemon YouTuber, so uh, we will be right back. And we are back from our break. And I am with the fabulous super duper Danny from YouTube fame. Is that correct?
3: I'll stop you. Oh, stop <laughs> That's funny. If you want to call it YouTube fame, I don't know about all that,
0: yeah, you're almost at like, Ten thousand, a hundred, a hundred thousand. Yeah. hundred
3: million thousand. Yes, I'm so close. I really, really, really want that silver play button, but it's been a struggle.
0: They, they send <sighs> okay. you, they send you something when you hit a hundred, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Once you hit a hundred thousand, you get like a super awesome plaque that's got a play button on it. And then you get another one when you get a million. I think you get another one when you get 10 million too, but All that'll right. be at some point. <laughs> All right. Som- Someday one can only dream.
0: For our listeners, who are you?
3: I am a Pokemon enthusiast YouTuber, I guess. Specifically, I, I primarily actually do pack openings, but I don't know. I just like making videos, making people laugh, and uh, opening Pokemon cards. It's a good time. You have almost
0: 1,500 YouTube videos. I checked this morning. did my research on you. <laughs> how, you. How long have you been doing this?
3: Oh, man. Actually, I think I made my channel, and I was actually looking at this earlier. How did I forget? I made my YouTube channel in September of two thousand and eight. I actually uploaded like twenty videos on the first day I made my account. But that those back in the day I actually started doing Castle Crashers videos. And so which is like a an Xbox game. It's kinda like I don't know, just like a little mini not it's like an actual a game. Beat em up. game but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a really silly game. So I just Legit, just started recording on that day, and then uh, eventually I got back into Pokemon, and then I just made a ton, a ton of Pokemon videos on Heart Gold, Soul Silver, and that's how it all got started. But I, I didn't start making those until when did Heart Gold, Soul Silver come out? Do you know?
0: That uh, that's when I actually started podcasting. So I want to yeah. say 2010.
3: Yeah, I want. I think it was around there. That's funny that you got back into it then too. There's something about it.
0: I mean, they were good games. Some of the best games, I would say.
3: Yeah, that's my personal favorite, Soul Silver. I played the crap out of that. But but yeah, that's how I actually got into pokey tubing is I did a like a bunch of the how to catch videos for Pokémon Soul Silver. And they were very much not professional in the way that I just pointed my camera, my little crappy camera that I got for one of my birthdays, at my DS screen and I was just like, "All right, well this is how to get this Pokémon. Thanks for <laughs> watching. Bye." <laughs> but yeah that's like what I was known for way back in the day, and then I just fell in love with the uh, the trading card game, and now we're here many years later
0: <laughs> so if you can if you can remember two thousand and eight or maybe even before or after that, what got you into YouTube? What made you want to point that camera towards your d s? oh my
3: gosh well. See, back in the day, actually before that, when I was in early middle school, maybe even elementary school, I would just love to make just corny, stupid videos with my friends, you know, just like little skits that absolutely made no sense that, you know, you'd show your mom and she'd be like, oh, that's great, honey. How creative. (laughs) But yeah, that's what I did. And then for some reason, I don't know, I just like liked posting things online and sharing stuff with other people. And originally, when I started posting, like I didn't really even know what subscribers were, and I didn't really know all about everything that goes into YouTube that you know is is so big and popular now. But yeah, I didn't I didn't think it was gonna catch on at all. And then once I started posting Pokemon videos, like people were actually there commenting and watching, and I don't know it was just really surreal and weird. Huh. But yeah, that's how I got started. It's just kind of like a a love for uh, creating some kind of story with with video and audio both together. I don't know what really attracted me to it, but I know it's stuck. I mean, I've been making videos for probably over 10 years, uh, you know, even before YouTube. So,
0: And that that speaks volumes because a lot of I, I say I say volume wrong, by the way. And a lot of people love to call me out on that. <laughs> but but I mean, it's you you see podcasts and you see YouTube channels that just start up and then they, they give up after a month or two months or whatnot. Oh, yeah, and all the time it's it does speak a lot to somebody who's been doing it for so many years and for you like how do you not have you gotten burned out have you thought about throwing in the towel or
3: oh totally that happens like every once in a while like i'm like oh my gosh i don't know i I don't know if i can keep doing this and as of lately actually uh i'm actually gonna be announcing it tonight which um this is going up on monday you said right so it'll already be up but i'm uh making a new youtube channel that has actually nothing to do with pokemon at all so i'm going to be doing my pokemon channel and a channel uh with stuff just about you know like myself so i don't have to um you know feel like i have to make my content specifically about that niche yeah i mean there's definitely a lot of of you know hard work that goes into it and i don't know yeah sometimes it just it's a lot
0: especially when you're focused on just one topic for so long right
3: yeah yeah. And like you said, how people, they start up a channel and they're like really motivated to do it. And then a month later they're done. Like, I can't tell you how many of my personal friends are like, you know what? I'm going to start up a YouTube channel. I'm going to be YouTube famous. I'm gonna make videos just like you and do all this cool stuff. And then I'm like, all right, yeah, go for it. Like, it's really not as easy as you think, but if your heart's in it, you know, it'll all work out. And then they like, stop. They just upload, you know, like 10 videos and they're like, oh wait, this is actually a lot of work. Yeah. About. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've done little to some video editing, and I don't really envy it at all.
3: <laughs> really, I see it depends on what I'm working on. Because if it's something that I can actually make creative in the editing process itself, where it's like, ooh, how could I make this really funny? Uh, it's always a fun time to just like find new ways and you know to add in sound effects and little quirky pictures and stuff. But yeah, it's weird because with I like I don't script any of my stuff that I do right now, so I have so much freedom to just be weird and do weird things. Yeah, I think
0: post is is fine like adding the effects and everything. I'm cool with that just cuz I do that with straight audio every week. But mm-hmm. I think what I get hung up on is the whole like oh, this shot didn't look good and the lighting doesn't look this great and maybe yeah, uh, yeah I don't I know that. if I want to use this anymore and now like if I don't use it, now I don't have any content.
3: <laughs> Yeah, and then if you go to reshoot it, it's like you have to redo the entire thing. It's like, yeah, I experience that sometimes, but most of the time you can figure out ways like like with, you know, all the weird lighting effects and stuff that they have on editing software, but still, yeah, when something doesn't work out how you want it to and you still want to post it, it's, yeah, that's that's a tough one. I always feel kind of awkward about that because it's not like perfect, but it's still good enough to, you know... I feel like people might not notice that it's not as good as you want it to be, <laughs> if that makes sense.
0: <laughs> do you think do you think nowadays with how much content is out there and and maybe maybe you have an answer for this maybe you don't, but do you think perfection matters less and less? And I say that because you see a lot of you see something like I'm trying to think of big websites like Polygon or Giant Bomb or The Verge or Maybe somebody has never heard of any of these channels, but they have, you know, professional lighting, professional studios, they're doing it. And then you see hundreds, if not thousands of people on both YouTube and Twitch that just set up a Logitech webcam pointed to, yeah, you know, yeah. their desk and they're just going and it's, and people are watching that. So it's clear that they don't really care that they there's not that studio quality. So do you think that... yeah? Does that matter to you? Like, do you like the prof- the professional looking kind of, because your videos are that's... really great looking, like your lighting's really good and everything.
3: <laughs> well, thank you. But yeah, that's a really, really good question. I've been thinking about that a lot recently, actually, because a lot of the people in my community, they do, like you said, they just seriously point a webcam at the thing and then they just do it all in one take, not much editing at all. And then they just post it. And it seems like nowadays people, well, I mean, this might be not just nowadays, it might be in... Uh, I guess, throughout time kind of thing. But I feel like people don't really care that, that much about the lighting and all the fancy stuff, as long as the content itself, the person who's talking or what they're talking about, if that's good, then everything else can come later. I feel like if you really wanted to start up a YouTube channel, like you don't need all that fancy stuff. You could just start up with your iPhone and then work your way up to fancy schmancy equipment. In fact, like even on my pack openings right now, I still use my iPhone for the the pack cam. Because it's the most easy and it still looks really really nice. So yeah, I don't think it's as important as people think it is for online content. Anyways, I don't know if you're making a movie or something, it'd have to look nice. But <laughs> for the internet, you know, it's just kind of whatever. Yeah, uh, let's back up a
0: little bit before <laughs> for your YouTube stuff uh, because I'm. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep talking about that. But how did you get into Pokemon? Like, what made? What was the draw there?
3: Okay, so my brother and I, when we were very, very young, I couldn't even read yet at this time. Uh, we got our very first Pokemon games for our Game Boy Color. Our mom got us, you know, some little Game Boys so we could play together. Um, and so I got Pokemon Yellow, he got Pokemon Blue, and we just originally, you know, played games together. We opened Pokemon cards together. All the neighbor kids, you know, had their Pokemon collections. We had that one neighbor who was, like, really rich, and his mom bought him all the cool foreign ones online, and we were all jealous. Uh, <laughs> And then, like, you know, eventually everybody grew out of it. And from, I guess, probably maybe first to second grade until, man, I want to say maybe eighth grade, I didn't do really anything with Pokemon at all. And then one day out of the blue, I was at a card shop because my brother and I used to collect basketball cards together as well. And Basketball cards? Pokemon. Yeah, I used to do basketball cards. Yeah, I used to actually I was really into basketball growing up, though. So. That's kinda of weird. That's a fun fact. Alright. Yeah, right. I played a I played a ton of sports, but uh, yeah, now I just sit in front of my computer and open Pokemon cards. <laughs> <laughs> downhill from there, man. But yeah, so I was in this this uh, card shop. It was like a comic card, you know, all sorts of fun stuff, you know, the comic shop. And um they had just the newest Pokemon cards, the uh, HS Undaunted or whatever the newest set, something from Heart Gold, Soul Silver. Oh my gosh, I, I think them. that's
0: like when I got into yeah, the dude, TCG it was Undaunted.
3: So, yeah, I saw, I think I had picked up the Pokemon game like a few weeks before that, the Soul Silver, and I was like, oh, this is fun. And so then I saw the cards and I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. And so, <laughs> yeah, I just picked up a couple of packs and then that was actually when I made my first pack opening video. I just started opening up Pokemon cards and I was like, oh, my God, this is so fun. I must buy more. And so then, yeah, I just started making YouTube videos about Pokemon and then I think that is honestly what has held my interest for so long, because I started, how long ago do we say that came out? Like seven, like 2010 years.
0: Yeah, about seven.
3: Seven years?
0: Yeah, oh it would have been like, oh my what, God, November? Yeah, yeah. no, it's been a while.
3: <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. That was, that was an interesting phenomenon. All right. So yeah, I guess I just, since then it's just held my interest because. Because I just like talking to people about nerdy, fun Pokemon things. And, you know, I've tried to do some some gameplay and whatnot. Like, I had a second channel where I did Pokemon movies and stuff. But, I don't know, I, just something about just, like, opening the Pokemon cards specifically just really drew me in. And I think it's because I can just, like, comment on all the different artworks. And you get to see all the different promo cards and boxes and stuff. Something new every time, I suppose. So, that's my whole lifestyle. I feel like I'm talking so much. Is this how much people normally talk? They,
0: they have December to suffer. Podcast. They have to suffer through my voice. weekly. Oh my gosh.
3: So <laughs> you get something new this time.
0: Yeah, 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 no, totally. I think this is so funny because I've been following you for a couple months and like I really like your stuff. That's obviously why I asked you on but so for you for both of us to really get into it around Heart Gold Soul Silver and then the TCG stuff for both of us to like start with undaunted pa- yeah. packs out of everything. And then we're both That's content really creators, so
3: Yes, <sighs> we have so much in common. That's funny. This
0: episode was but. meant meant to happen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was destiny. But yeah, Heart Gold Soul Silver, like I went so hard on that game. I that was actually the only game I actually completed the national decks on. And that was probably because of YouTube, because I made so many how-to-catch videos. Yeah, I don't know what it was about it. It's just, there's just so much fun to be had there. I think I had over, like, 300 hours logged on it, too.
0: What, besides Pokemon, do you enjoy? Because you said you're going to make another channel for blog and stuff, and you mentioned that the TCG, like, those packs on the TCG held your interest for Pokemon for so long. But, like, what else does, what else do you enjoy?
3: Ah, see, that's a good question, too. Um, I feel like my interests change. Like, every couple of years, I'll notice that I, like, don't like the same things that I liked the year before, or whatever, things like that. So I used to be really into gaming. Like, I, oh my gosh, every weekend, I would come home on a Friday, I'd buy a couple monsters, and I would sit in my basement the whole weekend and just play video games until like five in the morning. That was a good time in high school. But now I'm in college. So um, I really, honestly, I really just like learning. I like um, reading books when I have time because you know how at school you have to read like a crap ton for just courses. Uh, If I have free time, I like reading just books about people and things. Um, Other than that, video production is obviously a huge part of what I do. And I like making videos outside of you know, what I do specifically, you know, like the pack openings and stuff, I like making actually something that like completely didn't exist before, if that makes sense. You know how like other people can make unboxing videos, but sometimes other people can't make a completely new original piece of content. So that's something I really like. Aside from that, I used to be really into art as well. And that kind of fell out a couple of years ago when I went to college. Seems like college is like crushing all my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I would just say that I like, I like interacting with people and i think that, that like just like learning about people and you know starting conversations with people that i've never met or have really nothing in common with and uh you know just just finding things fi- like learning new things about people um if that's like an interest or a hobby i guess i could that's a hobby yeah we'll i think hobby. so yeah sure <laughs> Yay! so yeah i would say that in a nutshell but yeah that sounds about right
0: all right i said we would get back to the YouTube stuff, so. Walk me through what a normal day looks like when you're about to shoot a video.
3: Oh my goodness. Normal day for Super Duper Danny. So, I because I am going to school, I'm a full-time college student. I usually try to plan just one day a week where I just sit down and record videos for that week or try my best to do that anyway because of classes and whatnot. So, I'll get all my equipment set up. I'll, you know, like I have a Google calendar and I'll put, you know, like what what videos I want to record, all kinds of stuff like that, all the details about them and then i'll just sit down and i'll record all of the intros at once and then i'll go and i'll record all of the the pack opening part at once in front of my desk Uh, i don't know if you notice they're in like two different spots like i record the fancy intro and then i sit down and like open the stuff but yeah (laughs) yeah there's a lot of pre-planning i'd say that goes into it just to uh, make sure that i can make the most out of my time so i'm not sitting there for like 5 hours trying to figure out how to, you know, like move this camera over here and then set that back up and then set back that back up. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of fancy lighting and stuff in my room too because I live in an apartment and the lighting is poop and also the uh the walls are kind of poop as well, so I got a bunch of that acoustic foam. So it looks like a professional studio up in here. And <laughs> yeah, it's very nice, but if I can, I try to record them all in one day, so it's really easy to just because um, I just put them all in an external hard drive, all my footage. And then throughout the week when I need to upload them, I'll just edit them then. I don't have a set like editing day or anything, but. You know. All right. All right. What
0: about, I'm going to hit you with the hard questions for, oh boy. what is your goal for 2017?
3: My goal for 2017, I actually made like a list of goals. So I don't have like one specific oh, goal. Okay. i
0: yeah my list of goals. Let's, let's get the list out the,
3: yeah oh my gosh we're not going to read off all of them but goals for 2017 one of the ones that i'm sure i can reach because i'm getting very very close is reach 100,000 hundred thousand subscribers so obviously that one's not as steep um but i also want to start a website and i'm actually working with one of my friends right now and we're actually gonna you know look at starting a website actually nothing to do with pokemon once again uh which so is kind of weird but i right now i'm really just into trying new things i think I'm in that phase of my life where I'm just like, I'm tired of, you know, sticking with the same old everything, and I just want to learn all about all these different things and go on so many adventures and have a bunch of new experiences, so... Um, yeah, starting a website is on the uh, the bucket list for 2017, which I think is going to happen. I hope it happens. Anyways, I'm learning about coding right now, so that's, that's exciting. Oh, cool. Uh, but then, yeah, I also want to read 10 books, which may not be that exciting or as much of a goal as some people would say, but um, just having the time, honestly, like the time to sit down and like read new things. <laughs> so that'll be cool. Um, like I said, I want to start a new YouTube channel as well. And the very last one that I'll talk about is I want to get a I wrote it in here as this, I want to get a dank internship <laughs> because I don't know. I, I feel like it would be cool to work for a big company because ultimately, I kind of just want to run my own business once I'm out of school. I still have another year and a half until I'm done. But I want to learn as much as I can about actually, you know what goes into um some of these like social media businesses or internet businesses so that I can eventually start my own. Uh, business you know with some people like-minded people who want to you know do the same thing yeah i think a website may be a good start for that as well sure so yeah, it's an adventure but yeah those are my ultimate goals some of them are for youtube some of them aren't obviously yeah
0: yeah no totally you answered it with flying colors (laughs) (laughs) does does almost i don't know much about the behind the scenes of youtube or what views slash subscribers actually mean so maybe you can speak to this but does 100,000 youtube subscribers can can one person make that a full-time job off of that
3: it really it, i feel like because okay because i'm in school right now i don't have an actual job like i just do youtube for my work and actually i i can pay the rent and all that with it but at the same time if you're a grown adult and you actually like own a house or you know like actually have to you know do big kid stuff this probably would not be enough unless you get A crap ton of views because it really just goes off of views as far as like you know if you're talking about it as a job and like making money it really just goes off of views so if you're really really popular i guess in that respect you could definitely make it work but for me where i'm at right now like there's no way i could do this for a living living but you know like after i get out of school if that makes sense yeah this is like the podcast is your your side hustle correct
0: right yeah i hustle all all monday morning Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) So you got the side hustle. This is my side hustle currently. But I would say like once you start getting into, you know, like if if you had like 200,000 and you consistently uploaded and, you know, your videos did, you know, you had a, a good ratio of of subscribers to views or, you know, whatever. I guess it'd be the other way around. Views to subscribers yeah you could definitely make it work if you really wanted to honestly i feel like it's how dedicated you are to making a bunch of content because it feels like nowadays people who make daily content consistently they're getting a lot more uh exposure than say someone who uploads like a weekly video just from what i've seen in the pokemon community anyway i don't know if that's completely accurate
0: but maybe maybe i'm the exception to the rule but i can't I can't imagine somebody making daily content and me, just me personally, having the time to watch it. Like, my days are busy enough.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh, I know, and it's crazy, because there's so many people, like the daily vloggers, who, I don't know if you watch David Dobrik, have you ever heard of David no,
0: Dobrik? No, the only daily blogger I think I've, like, watched in this, because somebody at work watches him, is, like, Phil DeFranco. I like yeah, sound like this old hello. guy, I was like, who are these YouTube <laughs> stars? <laughs>
3: Oh, my gosh. I've been on YouTube for so long, and I still feel like I don't know a huge chunk of the community that's just come out of nowhere. But, yeah, some people, you know, they post a vlog or a video every single day, and it gets millions of hits. And you're right. It's like someone has to be sitting there every day to to sit down and watch this. And I don't—yeah, I don't know. I don't have that much free time in my day. Although, sometimes I do sit down and watch his every day. So, I guess— Huh. I guess I just trumped myself there. I don't know. If, I, I guess. guess it's I mean. I really guess I
0: check the same like websites every day. So I guess it's like the same
3: thing. Yeah. I guess it's just like a new form of media that uh, it's just for entertainment purposes. So I guess if you talk about like how how often people sit down and watch TV, I bet that is going down because of Netflix and YouTube specifically, or Hulu, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But I think yeah, yeah I think it's just where people's attention is going. I think YouTube and and video specifically is gaining a lot of traction and a lot more people are going to start watching it every single day. Cause you've seen all the, the sites like the TV producers and all their stuff is actually going on to YouTube. Now, like the Jimmy Fallon show, they make like five clips for every single episode they post Yeah, <laughs> and they post it online and it gets so many hits. And like, that's, that's such a good deal. Cause it's already on TV anyway. Yeah. They, uh, you know, I don't know.
0: they know how to take advantage of their market. Oh my gosh.
3: <laughs> Yes, they do. So I think a lot of bigger companies are finally catching on. You know, big companies that have a full production team are finally catching on and they can just crank out a ton of videos because obviously they're professionals and they have a, a whole group of people, whereas you and me are just by ourselves trying to, you know, make it work. I'm sitting down here editing this thing, recording, editing, all that stuff. But yeah. they have like a whole team of everyone has a specific job. So I'm yeah, they could probably crank out a bunch.
0: Yeah, I wish I had a team sometimes.
3: <laughs> yeah. I hope I can work up to that because honestly, I was thinking about that, um, like making a Patreon and then, you know, having the money that I make from that go toward, you know, a, a production team that could, you know, do some of the stuff that I don't like to do or don't really have an interest in doing anymore. And that would be really cool. That's definitely something to look into as I guess my channel continues to grow. And I, as your podcast continues to grow as well, you could look into that.
0: I kind of did the... I kind of have the ma- same mindset of you of, like, I love Pokemon, obviously, I've been doing it for so long and and whatnot, but there's like a, there's a point where a couple times I thought about throwing in the towel, and it's just not, mm-hmm. not because I didn't fall out of love with Pokemon, just because it's, it's so much of a time sink for your week. Yeah. You know, I've done other stuff, like, I, I have a board game podcast now because I was really into board games at some point and actually i'm like slowly falling off of that only because like all my friends that have lived in in my area have moved away and now i have like no one to play board games with but and there's a hundred other podcasts i would love to do because i do have other interests outside of pokemon yeah yeah and and that's kind of just like how you wanted to you know you're planning on starting another youtube channel that is non- pokemon related but i think the compromise that kind of really helped out and kind of re-energized myself in in my show was, like, spending the first couple minutes of the podcast not talking about Pokemon and just talking about ourselves. Yeah, I noticed you
3: guys did that.
0: Yeah, and I think, I I mean, it's to the point now where there are probably a handful, if not, you know, a hundred different other Pokemon podcasts out there, and... It's not like people are listening to us for groundbreaking news. I mean, there's <laughs> Bulbapedia, Sarah B, Marilyn. Yeah. Like they're all doing news as soon as possible and that's nothing. Like I know like we're never the first cuz we got to wait till every Monday to put something out, but <laughs> realize that hey, all these people that have kind of stuck with us are like like us for who we are and if we can open that up more and mm-hmm. then bring that into the show, I think that's what really helps people. Otherwise, we just sound like a Okay, uh, guys, there's a new Pokemon Shuffle update and
3: (laughs) the newscasters. Yeah, and I I think
0: think that's why a lot of people like YouTubers is because there's so many outlets on YouTube, but people like I'm sure people watch you because they love your personality and that's something that like definitely drew me in was like, Oh, she doesn't seem like she's just (laughs) sitting there reading a script and like doing this like every day. Oh my gosh.
3: Oh, God, I would not be able to do that. I get too bored. But, yeah, I could see. I I really like that, that you did that with your podcast. I'm kind of jealous because, in our case, on the Internet, or on, we're all on the Internet, right, on YouTube, (laughs) people's attention spans are getting so, so short. So if you include, like, even a couple minutes at the beginning of your video, people are just going to be like, "Uh, like, when are they going to open the thing? Because I used to get that all the time when I used to do, like, longer intros. They'd be like, you didn't even start opening it until three minutes in. Are you yeah. kidding? I don't have time for this. Yeah. So it's like, I think it just depends, but it definitely works on your guys's. And I sometimes wish that I could make longer form content that people would just, you know, like sit down and listen to and enjoy.
0: Yeah. I, I, de- that definitely worried me too. I, I used to listen to a, a Simpsons podcast cause I'm a huge Simpsons fan and they would spend the first five or 10 minutes talking about the history of of this is what happened like 20 years ago today and this is that i was just like i don't i just want to hear about the episode guys yeah (laughs) but i think for me
3: yeah like what's in the title of the video right yeah yeah.
0: i think for me though i didn't i wasn't invested in those those people like those hosts and that's why i didn't really Mm -hmm. care much yeah and i I would assume i would hope that most of our listeners are invested in and me and the other co-hosts and that's why they're (laughs) They're listening, but yeah, that's always a worry, too, of how long is too long before we get to the Pokemon stuff.
3: It's such a struggle to stay entertaining for the whole time, too, because you're sitting there and you're like, oh my gosh, like, are people going to like this or are they going to click off?
0: (laughs) (sighs) But when you tell tell a story of yourself sitting on a a pizza, they're definitely going to stay entertained. (laughs) What? (laughs) This is like... Maybe three episodes ago, I think I like told this story of how I cooked this giorno and then I set it on the couch, but then I forgot something in the kitchen and I came back.
3: Oh no! And I
0: like forgot that I, where I put the pizza, so I sat down and my cat was like oh. freaking out because he wanted the pizza and he knew where the pizza was.
3: Oh my gosh! You got that booty fresh pizza now.
0: Yep, yep. So that that's how sorry. that's how you open a podcast and keep people entertained by embarrassing stories. <laughs>
3: It's like okay, I could watch, I could listen to the rest of this. <laughs> all right, this That's is good. Great. This is
0: good. Uh, <laughs> I only have a couple more questions. uh Pretty, pretty easy one. What is your favorite Pokemon?
3: My favorite Pokemon of all time. See, it used to be Togepi, but then as of late, probably the past like three years, it's definitely Growlithe. So, and he's on all my I style little mascot in my avatar. He's always in the background. I got a little plushy.
0: Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, makes song, an appearance right?
3: everywhere. You there? Yep. Oh yes. Yeah, we
0: broke up for a little bit, but I got <laughs> you. I feel like it
3: cut out. My internet's kinda crap here, so I'm sorry. All right, we're back together now.
0: <laughs> uh, I think my final question is see I shouldn't make, after after all your all your answers, I was gonna say what's your favorite Pokemon game, but I'm pretty sure it's HeartGold, Soul oh, Silver.
3: That it is.
0: What about let's let's change it up. All right. What about what about favorite spin off Pokemon
3: game? Oh, my gosh. Favorite spinoff. Okay, I'm thinking... Yeah. Oh, no, it's definitely Pokemon Puzzle League. 100%. Is that considered... That's a spinoff, Yeah, yeah, right? no,
0: no. That game is incredible.
3: That, oh, my gosh. All time. Oh, God, I had so much fun playing that game. So they had that for the 64, and then they had one that was, like, literally the same thing for the Game Boy Color that was called Pokemon Puzzle Challenge or something like that. Mm-hmm. But both of those... We're so addicting. Like, I have not found any game that's seriously just a simple puzzle game. Like, it doesn't even have really anything to do with Pokemon, like, the actual game itself, aside from being Pokemon-themed. But, like, I've never found another game that's that addicting, like, a puzzle game like that.
0: Yeah, that game is incredible. It's very, very underrated.
3: I know. It's like, a lot of people don't even know about it, but when I was a kid, we used to play that game religiously, and I got so good at it that my brother stopped wanting to play me because I would always beat his butt. (laughs) so that's why we that's why we stopped playing it because he was a sore loser
0: awesome well i think that's all i got this was like one of the smoothest interviews
3: that's all you got
0: that's all i got
3: we're smooth
0: you got you got I anything i mean you can w- promote your stuff pimp your stuff i want to i want to hear where our listeners can <gasps> find you stuff else?
3: All right. Well, primarily youtube.com slash super duper tutorials, which is my old YouTube name actually, or, you know, super duper Danny, just search it anywhere. Um, but yeah, I like actually my primary form of social media that I'm working on right now is Instagram. So super duper Danny on Instagram, YouTube, hit me up on Twitter or Facebook too. We like all the social things we don't exclude, but yeah, like I said, starting a new channel, but, um, it's not Pokemon related, but if you like my personality, I'll be over there too. Uh, so Danny Sanchez is that, but you might not be able to find it because there's a professional billiards player named Danny Sanchez. So I gotta work up my my reputation. I'm gonna be the most famous Danny Sanchez.
0: Yeah, you gotta get you gotta start that pool game strong. <laughs>
3: oh my god, i scared. It's so weird though because I just like searched my name one time and it's like, oh, I didn't know I did billiards professionally. That's cool.
0: Put that on the resume. A dude, so
3: yeah it's like oh wow she wasn't lying that's
0: cool (laughs) but
3: yeah thank you so much for having me on yeah no thank you my first ever podcast
0: there we go all right well we'll...
3: all
0: right we'll be back after our break and we'll bring you uh your pokemon of the week and uh we'll wrap up the show so we'll be right back And we are back from our interview. I don't know where I was from our break. That's what I'd normally say. Uh, let's do a couple of emails and then we'll do our Pokemon of the week. Uh, first email is from Jack Jackson. Writes in and goes, Hi, I've been listening to your podcast since Pokemon Sun and Moon was announced. My question for you is, what is your favorite new Poke ability in Pokemon Sun and Moon? There were quite a few new abilities unique abilities also if you were moving to alola which island would you want to live on i love your show and i'm always excited for new episodes i still love pokemon and your podcast my favorite pokemon is and will always be lucario thanks for your hard work sbj is the best sent from my ipod
1: Wow, finally an SBJ fan, and they're using an iPod. I
0: was going to say, big props to Jackson. I don't think anyone has ever written in and said SBJ is my favorite. I think
1: (laughs) one other person, but they were using a Zune. (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) Well, this dude's writing on an iPod Classic, so... I think
2: back in the day, like around when I started, I remember... I mean, for a decent while after I started, it was SBJ was number one. But then people got a taste of Will, and they didn't want to go back.
1: <laughs> I, I don't understand that at all. I just remember I mean, you're the, the drama you're days. When, favorite. I, I just remember the drama days when the show, the the program, got knocked out of the Zoom marketplace, and all the work that had to be done to get us back into the Zoom marketplace. <laughs> before we, <laughs> wait, before we tackle this email. <laughs> Tra-
0: I don't remember what can, what was the question. Before we get to that, Travis, what was it? You were a, a listener, obviously. Before you were on, and I remembered you emailing. We should read your your email one time on air. Yeah, fine.
2: It's so uh, it's talked- so bad and not funny. It's I mean, in the sense that all of my early in the same sense that I was bad and not funny on my early episodes, my email was very bad and not funny. And I think I make some joke about being, uh, I don't even, oh boy, uh, I would have to, uh, you can read it, but I will, I will mute my, I will mute the <laughs> audio so I don't have to hear it. It is so painful. And I hate that that was ever someone who shared this, uh, with whom I, I share a string of karma. Like, I don't, it, it pains me that there's some metaphysical connection between me and that person. Well, that's how you got on the episode, though. No, I got on the episode because you tweeted, I need someone to be on the next episode. And then I said, I have a microphone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you. its all it takes, folks. It's all it takes.
0: Prior to that, though, and, th- and for our listeners, this was five years ago mm-hmm. now. Prior to that, though, you did send in, I think, two emails. I, I did a, f- a featured team once. So
2: that would have been one email. And then I think I had another email about something or other. Yeah. That was, that was before the time. Uh, okay. So, a I was a super fan. I, I would sit. On PKMNcast.com when I knew that, I, w- I was in high school, so I would be sitting in some very boring computer class that I had already finished all the material, where I had already finished all the material, and it was like Tuesday afternoon or whatever it was where Pokemon of the Week or Featured Team or one of the weekly articles would come out, and I would just sit there refreshing until it until it came because I was a bored high school student.
1: Man.
0: What have we turned you into?
2: A, a better human, certainly better than that person. That's a true. bored adult. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So there. What were, you should
1: do. What you should do is read the letter, but don't put Travis's name on it. Or just like mix oh, it. Just
2: read it as if. Yeah, read it as if it's it's like an
0: email that you got. <laughs> mix it in with a bunch of other emails. Yeah. So then yes. the listeners notice.
2: Like like do it in do it in like a few months and
0: see if I even notice. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll mix it in, or I'll try to at least So there was, I think, three questions here Favorite new ability in Sun and Moon uh, And which island would you like to live on? I would probably want to live on the The second island, which is the one I can't pronounce Akala? Yeah That's the one, because it has the volcano And it has the Battle Royale area I guess it has the western town That town kind of, Not interested yeah, I would say the second one.
1: What what's your favorite new ability?
0: Oh, you want me to do both? Uh, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Favorite
1: new ability. You got to come back to me on that one. Well, if we're doing favorite island, then I'm I'm a melameli. I want I want I want that urban life. Third? No, that's the, the first, first one. First. With what's... the urban with the city. Ula Ula
2: is third. Correct. And then Pony is the fourth. I would also Go with melee, melee because it feels the it feels homey, and there is a city if I want to go there. But there's also you can go to the outskirts and just have a more suburban experience, and then you can head to the north and go to the explore the more naturey areas up there. It it, it has that very nice welcoming feel to it because it is designed to be like that, as it's the welcome mat to you. As you're
0: entering the game. So I would like to live in a place like that. There's actually not that many new abilities. At all. I can well with, I mean there's I can, more than zero. Yeah I, I'll go through them real quick. Battery. Battle Bond. Beast Boost. Berserk. Comatose. Corrosion. Dancer. Dazzling. Disguise. Electric Surge. Emergency Exit. Fluffy. Full Metal Jack. Full Metal Body. Not, not the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Galvanize. Grassy Surge. Inwards out, uh, nope. liquid, liquid. What? It's innards out. Oh, sorry. In, innards out. I was thinking like, never mind. A uh, liquid voice. What? That sounds amazing. All it's sound based ability of mo- moves become water type moves. All sound based moves, Travis. Yeah, it's sound Pre-Marina's type
2: hidden. Ab- it, no, it's Primarina's hidden ability.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Long reach, uh, merciless misty surge power construct power of alchemy the heck is that that's a
2: Lolan mux hidden ability it's in double battles or actually no single battles when you if
0: in single battles i think and i haven't no done a lot of single it's doubles battles
2: this gen it's yeah.
0: just doubles it looks like the pokemon copies the abil- oh no maybe it the pokemon copies the ab- ability of a defeated ally i think in singles you send in
2: Alolan muck after a Pokemon died and then it will take that Pokemon's ability. Although I haven't really played a lot of du- uh, singles rather in Sun and Moon I've been mostly focusing on doubles and in doubles if if Alolan muck's partner dies it takes on its ability.
0: Huh, that's cool. Prism Armor, Psychic Surge, Queenly Majesty, Receiver, RKS System. That's by the way is my favorite just because of the name and what it means. Schooling Shadow shield shields down sludge slush rush, that's fun to say slush rush. Uh, soul heart stake out, Stanima steelworker Sergi surfer. <laughs> okay, uh, tangling hair triage water bubble water compaction and wimp out. I'm My favorite disguise. disguise. Disguise
1: disguise. No, he
0: said disguise. Yeah. yeah Once per like, battle, the shroud that covers the Pokémon can protect it from an attack.
1: Oh, Mimikyu's unique
2: Oh, ability. yeah yeah yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's my favorite along with uh shields down. Both of those I find pretty interesting.
0: Wait, what's I...
1: Zoroark's ability? Isn't it disguise? Imposter. Oh, okay, okay. Got it. I, I there were the two um, apes, and they each had very interesting abilities. Pessimian. Pe-Simi-
2: Pessimian has receiver, and Oranguru has uh, telepathy, which is not a new ability.
1: Wait, I thought Oranguru had the one where it could te- it would have the, the it's it's ally Pokemon use a same move over again.
2: That is that is its signature move which is instruct
1: oh. or
2: the abilities oran guru gets are are oh it has a hidden ability which might be new but it's uh typical abilities are inner focus which prevents flinching and or sorry not flinching or oh, yeah it does uh yeah, inner it focus does. prevents flinching and telepathy prevents damage from partner pokemon and then let's see it's hidden ability is something called symbiosis um, which, no, nope, that's not new either. That was introduced in Gen 6. Uh, in Gen 6, it was the signature ability of Flabebe. Uh, well, the Flabe, Flabebe evolutionary line. Um, and that's the one where... if a, I'll just read it out loud in case people don't know it. If a Pokemon with Symbiosis has a held item, immediately after an ally's item is consumed, the Pokemon with Symbiosis will pass the uh, its item to that ally.
1: How nice.
2: So, and... So yeah, so Passimian is the only one of the pair that has signature ability, whereas Oranguru has a signature move in Instruct, which is a move where if the target, whether that be an opponent, although you would typically not want to do that, or in a partner Pokemon, if that target has already used their move for this turn, when Oranguru uses Instruct on them, it will cause them to use that move again a, a second time and i believe if it's a single target move it is randomly chosen among the opponents
1: to to hit again so it won't like hit oran guru well then my answer is receiver since that is an ability and i thought it was cool when i first saw it with uh Passamian, which is i guess is the same thing as power of alchemy so there you go it is actually <laughs> I can just see like a receiver with intimidate, and then, well, I don't know if it would. I actually go off, hate like, that when a it receives lot. It.
0: That the abilities do the same exact thing; they're just named differently.
1: Yeah, I mean it's like TerraVolt and all those other things. So. Oh
0: yeah, I, I know, I know. I just think it's uh, like you're just bogging down the system with more abilities than you need to. Cool. Thanks for the email, Jackson. Uh, next email is from Griffin, writes in, and says, Dear people who are reading this, Pokemon Sun and Moon brings us all sorts of new stuff, like a berry, a cat bat. How did, how did you know it was from Griffin? It says Griffin at the top. It also, the title email, I think, has the question. What is the lamest Sun and
1: Moon Pokemon? The lamest Sun and Moon Pokemon. Eww. Wishy washy?
0: Nah, wishy washy is pretty great. Schooling is really, really good. Like that whole concept, I think is is fun. Maybe the hmm, like
1: Lurantis. I'm not impressed. Like Flomantis, Lorantis line. Yeah, they're. I mean, compared to the Steenie line, they 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 they, they don't hold a candle.
0: Puka Muka. Or whatever that one is called isn't that great. I thought they were gonna do more with it prior to Sun and Moon. Its ability is really
2: interesting. So I give I give that one a pass, but
0: Yeah I don't know. I
2: like so many Sun and Moon Pokemon. We all know Ribombi's the worst. Oh, just kidding, it's Mud it's uh it's Mudbray and Mudsdale oh yes
1: agreed well, maybe, oh.
0: maybe Mudsdale but I like Mud Bray I just think yeah, he's and, like really like and derpy. you're wrong and so
2: does everyone else everyone loves that stupid donkey that turns into a horse and it's bad and terrible and frankly awful
1: and it's like you can't even pet it without your hand coming away all gross no no and every time you pet it it's
2: defense increases I don't want that ugh <laughs>
1: Sorry, there's your answer. Agreed. There's your
0: answer, I guess. Uh, all right, this one is from Ben. It says, "Dear, oh boy, SBJ, Will, Travis, Greg, Irene, Logan, Aaron, and Micah. Who's Logan? Did we, did we miss anyone? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we did. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give these other people credit. Also, th- this person's been listening a while. If they're addressing Aaron, <laughs> well, I'm assuming uh, that's from season two of D and D, right? That's where Greg comes Correct. in. Correct. All right. Yeah. Writes in says, Thank you very much for the podcast and for the bad pronunciations. I enjoy the way you simply talk and share your opinion, something I highly value. The arguments that you get into are funny and intriguing, as I would never have thought in some of the ways you guys did. I would enjoy if you brought back Mythical and the jokes that come with it. I continually ask, What's his name? I think seasons one and two are amazing, and I want even more. Otherwise, the podcast is nice just the way it is. Thanks so much for the awesome podcast, guys. Keep up the good work and laughing hard. Best wishes, Ben. P.S. Questions for discussions after Generation episode. I think sixteen about Lysander and the ultimate weapon. If he puts Yvettele in the weapon, everyone dies for except for everyone except Team Flares dies effectively resetting the world but then how does AZ stay eternal if Lasandre puts Exernius in the weapon everyone except for Team Flare lives forever effe- effectively stopping t- time for those hit but that's not what Team Flare wanted to do and does Lysander actually die if so this is the first human death ever witnessed by the player question I don't think I watched that Generations episode was that one of the final ones
1: yes when got we haven't yeah, we, we didn't review it here, but there are a lot of inconsistencies right going from Gen 5 on in the Pokemon Generations episodes, so they, they really need uh, a lot of focus and critical analysis. Alright,
0: well, well we'll address that then, because I do want to get back to those. I think we have like five or six more to do. And then finally, PPS. If that's too much for you guys, how about type nil slash full? Did Gladion actually change the name of the species or is that type or is that Type Full what the Ether Foundation wanted in the full place? Also, did you nickname your Type Null slash Silvalli? Best wishes, Ben.
2: We have a canonical answer to the first question. We see in one of the research journals that when the Type Full prototypes failed, they decided to rename them Type Null because they didn't pan out. I did not nickname my Type Null. I only nicknamed the Pokemon that I plan on using in my team even for a limited amount of time, which I did not plan on, for
0: Type Null Slash Silvali Silvally, whatever.
1: I haven't caughted one yet.
0: I have also not caughted one yet either. <laughs> but uh...
1: what is a name? Would a rose by any other name? Not <laughs> smell as sweet.
0: Oh man, still got a bunch more emails, but uh, let's let's save them. Uh, let's jump over whoa. to whoa 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 whoa. You you didn't
2: answer the central question of that email.
0: Oh, you're right. Mythical. Mythical, yes. Uh, this was also asked on, on our Reddit, subreddit. Uh, we are not talking about uh, Season 3 of Mythical at this, time, at this point. It's a secret. We will, leave, uh, we will leave that in the air for people to uh, either ponder about or forget about. But when, uh, when we are ready to talk about Season 3, uh, y- you, will be, you guys will be the first to hear it. But yeah, glad you enjoy Mythical. It is uh, quite the nice uh, little side thing we have going on. I'm glad people uh, really like it. All right, let's move on to our Pokemon of the week. Super Duper Danny said her favorite Pokemon was Growlithe, so I evolved that Growlithe into an Arcanine, and that is going to be our Pokemon of the week. So I will toss it over to Travis to give us a move set for doubles in Sun and Moon. I'm going to toss it
2: briefly back to you. Did you know that Arcanine is currently the third most
0: used Pokémon in the VGC 2017 format? I heard that it was top used. I didn't know it was number 3. I bet if I knew anything about po- competitive Pokémon battling, I bet it's because it has extreme speed. That's part uh, of it, although That is because not... it
2: has intimidate. That that's too. the real reason. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um and and actually extreme speed is not And I'm, again, pulling these analytics from Picolytics.com, which I referenced last week. And people were wondering how to spell that, so I'll just say it. It's P-I-K-A-L-Y-T-I-C-S.com. And actually, Extreme Speed is only the fifth most used Pokémon on Arcanine, so there's a full move set of moves above it, but we'll get to there in a second. The build that comes from our Pokémon of the Week Slack channel comes to us from... Daniel Lin. This is Arcanine with Assault Vest. The ability is Intimidate. EVs are 252 in HP, 100 in Attack, 72 in Defense, 84 in Special Defense. It's going to be an adamant nature. The move set has to be all attacking moves because of Assault Vest. It doesn't have to be, but that's the only way it really works. And those moves are going to be, and so for those who don't know, assault vest is a mo- is an item that increases the special defense of a Pokemon, but prevents them from using moves that don't do damage directly. So the move set is snarl, flare blitz, extreme speed, and close combat. Snarl is very great in doubles because it's a move that does a little bit of damage. It's a dark type move, with pretty low base power, but it is guaranteed to lower the special attack of the target by one stage after the damage is dealt it's a hundred percent chance to lower it i don't believe snarl has a hundred percent accuracy but what makes it very great in doubles is that it hits both opponents so you can lower the special attack of both opponents in one move with snarl and given that you already have assault vest lowering their special attack further makes you very good at taking special hits Flare Blitz is a very solid, very strong, fire-type move. That's to check things like uh, fairly commonly used Pokémon like Kartana, Tapu Bulu, Celesteela. I'm probably forgetting one, but mostly those three. And then the final move is Close Combat, uh, which covers uh, stuff like Porygon 2, which is very common as well.
1: I, I believe a lot of the common Ultra Beasts are weak to fire, if that's correct.
2: Celestela is the most common ultra beast and it is indeed weak to fire and cartana is the second most used ultra beast and it is very weak to fire well there you go and main benefit of arcanine is its ability intimidate which lowers the physical attack of both opponents when it is switched in so that in combination with assault vest and snarl makes arcanine very difficult to take down whether they're trying to take you down with special or physical hits because you're lowering both of their offensive stats in just one turn, because Intimidate does not take a turn, and you have decently strong moves in the form of Flare Blitz and increased priority in the turn in the form of extreme speed. But uh I will give a slightly different set that's a little more common. So that set from Daniel is slightly more offensive, actually, than some that you'll see because of Assault because Assault Vest. Uh, ensures that you're having all attacking moves. One of the more common ones, just in case you're curious of what a more typical Arcanine would look like, is going to have Protect, as as many Pokémon in doubles do, Snarl, Will-O-Wisp, and Flare Blitz, uh, sticking Will-O-Wisp in there to give the ability to burn an opponent. Uh, Usually you burn a physically offensive Pokémon so that you significantly lower the attack of that threat. The most common item it says on here is Citrus Berry, but that confuses me given that Gen 7 gave a buff to berries like Figgy Berry uh, and ones like that that increase your health but confuse you if you have the wrong nature. Because it used to be they only healed you, I think, 12.5% of your HP, Compared to Citrus berries, 25, I think. But now I think they heal you for 50%. So I don't know why you would run Citrus Berry over them. Although, if I I could be missing something, but I can't think of what that would be. So I would recommend using one of those other berries that have been buffed. Just make sure that the one you choose doesn't confuse you based on your nature. They all confuse if... Like, for example, Figgy Berry will confuse you if you have a nature that decreases your attack what else about arcanine um it's legendary but not legendary yeah it yeah it's got the distinction of of being called the the species name is the legendary pokemon (laughs) yeah it's very common to see that we talked about uh, melodic i think last week which is the
0: common counter to it so now we're talking about arcanine itself yeah, there you guys go. A shiny Arcanine is gold instead of red. I'm satisfied with that shiny. <laughs> <laughs> in Pokemon Red and Blue Beta, Arcanine was originally known as Blaze. Though Arcanine Blaze. is not, though Arcanine is not a legendary Pokemon. It is seen. It is seen in an engraving along with legendary Pokemon Moltres, Artic- Articuno, and Zapdos in the Pokemon episode Pokemon Emergency. Which I think is episode two of the anime. It's wow. early on, yeah.
1: Not that early, though. Episode two, is no, like, no, it's like, no, i got to a- get Pikachu to the doctor.
0: Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, yeah. E- exactly. No, it is episode two. Because oh. it's in covering. the Poke Center, right? Yep. Because he, he, Ash says, I think I saw this Pokemon, and he points to Articuno. But boy, was he wrong. He saw a Ho-Oh. Many are of Arcanine's Pokedex entries Starting with the one in Japanese Pokemon Red references the real world Specifically China um, And Arcanine is based on the Rukuin Which is a mythical creature Inspired by lions, tigers, and dogs Oh my
1: <laughs> No,
0: not quite Bears, dogs, lions
1: Dogs are sweet Snuggly
0: Arcanine is really cool. I Arcanine's like one I think we've talked about this before, but like, Arcanine fits under that a mindset for me of, like, hey, TCG, or TCG. Hey, TCPI. You should kind of edit it because it's not a legendary Pokemon, and it says it's the legendary Pokemon, and just fix it. You guys changed magnemite to steel. You changed Clefairy to a fairy type. Just make this change. Just do it. Why are you holding on to wrong information like this?
1: I find it interesting that his Japanese name is Windy. And that (laughs) means Windy. And I'm like, dude, you're not flying type. Nah, runs in the wind. Extreme speed. Yeah, that's where it probably comes from.
2: But there you go. Do you know the move Burn Up? Can I talk about Burn Up? Did we already talk about Burn Up?
0: No, Burn It
2: Up. Burn Up is a move that people used a little bit on Arcanine when people were still figuring out the meta, essentially, of Sun and Moon doubles, but uh, eventually people figured out that Flare Blitz in general is just kind of better, but Burn Up is a really strange ability where it's a fire-type move, it's only learned by Moltres, and then the Cyndaquil to Typhlosion line, it can be bred into Growlithe, which was... How Arcanine would have access to it. it does a lot of damage. It has a base power of one hundred thirty, which is incredibly high it's a special move after you use burn up you the, the Pokemon loses its fire typing and you can't use it if you're not fire type so you might initially think, well, i don't want to lose my type, but in a situation like doubles, sometimes it's not that bad because. You're only going against four enemy Pokemon, and chances are probably only one of them is going to be weak to fire. So you get your strong fire type move off, and then all of a sudden Arcanine is weak to nothing. Doesn't have resistances, but it's also not weak to anything. And given that Arcanine has a defensive angle to it anyway, it can be kind of interesting. Although if you switch out and switch back in, you do have your fire type back.
1: Oh, all right. I was going to say, you also lose stabs.
2: Right. But like I'm, like I'm saying, in, in a lot of instances, there, you would use it if there's only one Pokemon that you need to hit with a fire type move anyway. And because it has 130 base power, it's probably going to kill it in one hit. Nice. Huh. It's a weird move. I like it. It's introduced in Gen 7. So I just like weird new moves.
0: <laughs> All right, but well. Yeah, I- most
2: people use Flare Blitz over it because it turns out having a physical move is a little bit better.
0: Well, I think that is our show for you guys. Let's clean the house a little bit with some house cleaning.
1: Ugh. <laughs> Not even going to say anything.
0: We are like three or four reviews away from hitting 700 reviews in iTunes, so if you haven't done so already, uh, please leave us a review in iTunes. I know I say this week after week, but just trying to get to that milestone. Other than that, uh, reddit.com slash r slash super effective dot com slash it's super effective. And of course you can always check us out at PokemonPodcast.com. Uh any emails, comments, questions, or concerns, SBJ at PKMNcast.com or Pokemonpodcast.com, dot com. Hit that contact button at the top of the page. And uh, you can shoot any emails, questions, anything you want our way, and we will get to it eventually. I promise. Oh, I forgot May I to plug say something. Yes, before you plug and before I forget, Kay. because I meant to do this earlier. But if you made it this long, I'm going to teach you a trick in Pokemon Sun and Moon that apparently oh. a lot of people don't know about. So here's your here's your house cleaning 101 trick. If you want to clean up that Pokemon Pelago, this is actually house cleaning 101 for all those beans. You can just tap once and then drag your stylus around. You don't actually have to tap on all the beans themselves. Yeah, click and hold, as it were. Click and hold. Uh, I was surprised that a handful of Slack people didn't know that this past week. I didn't know
1: that. Really, Will? I've been tap 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 two hundred taps to get all those
2: beans up, and and every time you're hitting you're hitting that drift loon to check
0: out uh, check out
2: how no. that drift loon's
1: <laughs> doing on accident. It's all non nonstop up on my yeah. islands because I've got about sixty avras going right now. I thought
0: you knew that, Will, because when we were together, I was using my iPhone as a stylus. I was using the corner of my iPhone.
1: <laughs> uh i wasn't paying attention to oh, you okay. at all because somebody time, maybe, so, maybe it was greg wow. that was like
0: what are you doing and i was like i'm picking up my beans and he was like why are you using your iphone and i was like i don't know where my style is <laughs> but i was trying I,
1: I remember that conversation but i was more interested in greg at that point in time than what you were doing oh okay
0: yeah so like travis said click and hold you don't actually have to tap so that's your house cleaning 101 in our house cleaning segment but uh go ahead and plug travis I'm doing a weird thing on my photography blog this
2: week. I'm calling it Time Travel Week, where I, about two years ago, I was supposed to do a film swap with someone, which is where you take a roll of film and you underexpose each frame, then you mail it or just hand it to a friend who then shoots over that same roll, also underexposing. So what you end up with in the end is... A double exposure on each frame where one person took one exposure and the other took the other. The problem was I exposed all that film and then completely forgot to send it to the my would-be collaborator. So I just had this roll of underexposed film that sat around for about two years. I found it again a week or so ago. And because I don't have any recollection of what I did not have any recollection of what was on it. I shot over it again and essentially did a film swap with my past self. And so, turns out I didn't even align the frames correctly. So, what resulted is a group of very wild, very abstract photographs that are sort of a conversation between me and my past self in a weird, temporal sense. So, it's very strange. I'm posting one picture from that role every day this week at... TheTravisW.tumblr.com.
0: Awesome, awesome. Uh, otherwise, Travis is at theTravisW on Twitter. Will is at Wash in the Sink on Twitter. I am at Dragging a Lake on Twitter, and of course, you can follow Pokemon Podcast at Pokemon Podcast on Twitter. Uh, otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective, super
2: cat bats. Keep that dog clean in 2017.
0: Do you like motorcycles, card games, explosions, board games, Mexican food, video games, music, cats, the weird and the unusual, wrestling? Go check out hashtag DrunkOnTacos over at DrunkOnTacos.com or on Facebook, Facebook.com slash DrunkOnTacos or even on Instagram at at sign because that's how instagram works like twitter uh, drunk on tacos all the same thing Drunkontacos.com. if you like that stuff they are a proud supporter of it's super effective and we thank them for their patronage